coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. Old school Jay Foreman, DP, Austin. Making it sound good and look good. We are brought to you by the Mercado Certified PMT Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop, located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat and every type of cut. Go in there and ask them what's up. We are getting this party started. We're going to jump right into this. First of all, we have the texter that won. Yeah. The first Husker. Who was it? 96. In 96, the first Husker drafted was Lawrence Phillips. And so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Lawrence Phillips. So, and we'll give we'll do another trivia at the end of this segment. I'll ask you another draft question. Uh, Austin, you let him know who that was. The winner? Yeah. Yep, he's contacted. He's Got good it. to go. Good deal. Well, the number, the 96 draft was interesting because the number 1 pick by the Jets they drafted Keyshawn Johnson. I don't think he was a I don't think he'll be a Hall of Fame player, but he's won a Super Bowl, played in the uh, NFL for quite some time. Was a very productive player everywhere he went. He was a three-time Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl champion. So, it, it, by all practical purposes, it was a good pick and a Husker daddy. And yeah, and, a Husker <laughs> daddy. Um, and actually a good dad because when he knew his his son was messing up, he pulled him up out of there. So yep. you know you got to give props for showing a little bit of quote unquote tough love. The second pick, mm-hmm. okay, this is where stuff gets hairy, right? Okay, mm-hmm. because I, I, in my opinion. <laughs> In my opinion, the best player in this draft in the in the the creme I call it the creme de la creme of the draft, which I saw up close and personal, which was two, Jonathan Ogden I think was a Hall of Famer, you know, knockout Baltimore Ravens draft. One of the five best offensive linemen I mean, ever, and one of the top two or three tackles ever, ever. And then also Arizona Cardinals did a really good job. They drafted Simeon Rice, who is I think going to eventually get in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Jacksonville Jaguars drafted Kevin Hardy. Even ahead of mm-hmm. Simeon Rice, John, same team, same team. But Simeon Rice was the dude. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Expansion drafted Kevin Hardy before two surefire Hall of Fame players at three and four: Simeon Rice and Jonathan Ogden. It gets even worse here. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Hardy actually was a really good player. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's not think that he was any sort of bust or whatever. Yeah, he, he, made, he, he made Pro Bowls. He made Pro Bowls. Yeah, but. He wasn't arguably the best linebacker of all time. How about that? He was he they took him number two. They didn't take Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. who went twenty six to Baltimore because they thought he wasn't big enough now, now or say fast. Say that enough. again. Say that again. Ray Lewis went number six. But see, listen, if I'm Jacksonville, I'm not saying I'm saying, hey, listen, at least at least Kevin Hardy made Pro Bowls, got a little bit of injury bug, and back when he got injured his knee, the the science wasn't that good to bring him back as quickly, right? Yep. You know who needs to be put on Front Street? Yeah. Is the old Denver Broncos yeah. GM, yeah. which they drafted John Mobley from Cootstown. Boy. I don't even know what conference that is, PSAC, yeah, the, right? Wow. And then the Detroit Lions decided to draft Double Reg- down! Double Reggie down. Brown Double down. from Texas A&M. That was the, from the old Southwest Conference, I think it was called, right? 
the SWC, Southwestern Conference or yep. whatever. That was Texas, Texas, SMU and all them. So those two guys realistically were drafted. Those are that's where the the really the argument goes. How stupid could you be? You have the most unstoppable force at the middle linebacker, or I was a generational between it goes probably be him, Dick Buckus, and Singletary, who are the best of all time, depend whatever flavor you like, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And will be from very some from generations. Arguably, some people could say he might, you know, at one point in time, say he might have been one of the best defensive players ever. Drafts 26, and you decide to take, again, at 15, John Mobley from Cootstown. Wow. Now, mind you, Ray Lewis was just playing with Warren Sapp and all those guys, and it was unstoppable. Then you decide that, then you say, okay, I'm going to take Reggie Brown, Detroit. And this is when the NFL was a running league, and you're going to take these two guys. So you couldn't say size because John Mobley was a kind of like a run and hit small linebacker. Reggie Brown was a little bit bigger, but he was faster, you know, real fast. And he was a decent player, but didn't, both of them didn't make any Pro Bowls. And then you didn't take him. But let's even go a little bit further than that, right? You got to go. You got to go to eighty nine. Pick eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay, well, we well, we're glossing over Tony Brackens, who was a great player. Teddy Bruschi, Mike Mike Allstott, Eric Molds, Jeff Hardings, who yep. made Pro Bowls, Jermaine Mayberry, who made Pro, Marvin Harrison, who's a who's a who's a Hall of Famer, and yeah. his son is going to be probably a Hall of Famer, or at least going to be drafted very high, maybe go number one. Eddie George, Walt Harris, let's not Willie Anderson, who's going to make a Hall of Fame right. or make the Hall of Fame. Terry Glenn, mm-hmm. okay, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawyer Malloy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would normally say he wouldn't make the Hall of Fame, but since close, Le- but since Leroy Butler makes it, yeah. Le- and, and Le- Lawyer Malloy has Super Bowl rings, yep. rings. Yeah, um, he didn't make it. Mushin Muhammad, right? Tory James, Mushin just he just uh, well, he's going going yeah, into the Panthers big ups Hall to of him fame. Yep. and Julius Pepper going into the Pan- Panthers yep. Hall of Fame. Well deserved yep. and a great human, love a great him. dude. Love too. him, yeah, love him. Never he, had a he bag. did my he did my very first Panther show, and he would do it again. Too. Uh, well, he 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 literally set the record for the most appearances. Right. He he, he good, did three a year. He's a good brother, man. Yeah. And uh, Brian Dawkins, yep. Hall of Famer at sixty one. Yep. Um, Detron Smith, I don't. I, he made it, he made it as a fullback, and that was he was blocking for Terrell Davis. Donnie Abraham. Okay, mm-hmm. we're we're just going over the Pro yep. Bowl guys. Yep. Now. Teddy Bruschi at Teddy Bruschi at eighty six. And guess in uh, at eighty nine, bro. Hold on, hold on. Eighty eight. Hold on. Picks we're, we're ahead some. of this dude. There were eighty. Just want to tell Teddy you, Teddy Bruschi won number eighty six. Eighty six. That means and, and, that eighty eight people. And, okay. Well, this is <laughs> well, listen at number eighty nine, San Francisco pick. But at number eighty eight. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. The Carolina it. Panthers picked <laughs> a guy, a guy from Nate Brennan University, right? <laughs> J. C. Price couldn't bust a great, couldn't bust a great from Virginia Tech went number eighty eight. And guess what San Francisco said did? They said, "Oh, thank y'all. You gonna pick a, you gonna pick a D lineman that can't play dead?" They said, "Thank you very much." Thank hey, you. you you gonna you gonna pick a D lineman that can't play dead? Uh. Guess what we gonna do? We are gonna go get get Terrell Owens and he gonna make a Hall of Fame. Man, like they were all. How do you all miss? How are you looking for an NFL talent? Well, and it doesn't matter that he's well, from Chattanooga. Well, listen, Donnie Edwards went went at ninety eight. Stephen Davis, what Austin was just seeing, he went yeah, he yeah. went big country, big Bam. country, big country. Bam! Hey, Get off! And me. here's one that get here, off and me. here's one that here's one that's a, that 
He might not be a Hall of Famer, but he was a perennial pro bowler. Yeah. Had some great battles with Michael Strand. Yeah. John Runyon yeah. went 109. Yeah. 109. John yeah. Runyon. And there's nothing about John Runyon, Runyon that, that, says he's, that says he's, he's that deep in the, in the draft. Nothing. There's nothing about him. Nothing. Nothing. That's terrible. Um, They do say this. I mean, think about this as well. 135. Joe Horn. You took the words right out of my 135, mouth. 135. Joe Horn goes Whoa. in. And then. Okay. No. 154. There you go. What no, uh, uh, one what a one fifty four no one fifty three one one fifty one of the best teammates I ever had love this dude Jermaine so Lewis played he was down in Houston one year he's one of the best teammates I ever had one of the him. best humans I ever been around I love that dude he lived so he he's he's DMV kid yeah and he would have his events when him and Jordan used to hang out together in my bar and Jermaine Lewis. I, I'm not – like, his punt returns, we had a bar full of just his family. And we have – I've been around a lot of parties. Nobody threw a punt. No, like, they, <laughs> hey, Jermaine Lewis and his crew kick it hard. Okay. Oh, when they roll deep – Oh, my but goodness. they're all great, great dudes. They're yeah. all great. They're all great. I loved them. We, we only got to play – I love Jermaine and then Lewis. shout out to the Dolphins. Then shout out to the Dolphins, Jimmy Johnson. At and 154. Uh, 153 players chosen before this guy. Zach Thomas, I remember this. Man. Listen here. When we played Texas Tech, I was a red shirt, and we'd have to run scout team. And it, and it only happened twice, and both of them end up being Hall of Famers. And I remember, um, well, Zach Thomas earlier in the year, and then we played Ray Lewis down, you know, in the, in the in Orange Bowl for a national championship. But Zach Thomas, I remember being in practice, and I would, you know, was Zach Thomas for, you know, whatever the drills or whatever. And I was like, man, this dude—they ain't blocked me all week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I ain't that <laughs> and then come that Thursday night, Boy. I mean, it's—it looked like he had 45 tackles. Boy, and then he just took off from there. Boy, but I'm gonna tell you the most impressive thing I ever seen on tape mm-hmm. in Miami when, when when Nebraska played Miami. You gotta think they had Warren Sapp. They had uh, a defensive tackle named Riley. They had another one named Holmes. They had, of course, they had Ray Lewis. They had Rohan Marley. They had Leonard Little or Little or Larry Little back there. They had just NFL players all over the place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Coach Osborne put on twenty-two plays of a game again, and they were it was against Pittsburgh, and that was when Curtis Martin and Reuben Brown were playing. Again, a Hall of Famer in Curtis Martin, eventual Hall of Famer in, in Reuben Brown. I'm sure Pittsburgh at that time had other players. He said, "Listen, watch these first twenty-two plays." And so, what they used to do is, when you were on scout team for bowl games and all that stuff, you'd be in there with the offense, you know. So the offense would be in their meetings, you know, have the whole te- offense, and then the scout team be there. And he's like, "I want you guys to watch this on defense, and I want you guys to watch this on offense." And he just let it play twenty-two straight plays, twenty-two straight plays, twenty-one out of those twenty-two plays, Ray Lewis was a factor in. He's like, I'd never seen anything of it other than, like, the only other person I ever saw it was Zach Thomas. Obviously, there's other players like Lawrence Taylor, but it was the mo- one of the most – and what he was doing is he was showing us how we needed to practice, you know, try to practice or emulate. But then he was also saying, this dude is next level. We got to be prepared for him. And him and Lawrence Phillips went at it like no other. Man. I mean, they – and it was like they just kept coming, and it was nobody. Lawrence Phillips wasn't backing down, neither was Ray Lewis. And it was like after that game, they just they knew 
that they the, the two two next level guys went to at, and went at each other. Zach Thomas was there. Um, obviously, got a lot of fanfare. But you know, one thing I will say about this though, about like Zach Thomas, you know, Leroy Glover made a Pro Bowl. He went even one sixty six. You get this is back when you get some really good guys. When you start to look at a Zach Thomas and a Leroy Glover in particular, right, and Jermaine Lewis, yeah, they wow. were really great players in college that went way too late in the draft, all based on measurables. Jermaine Lewis might be 5'8". Okay? He's actually 5'9". He's probably 5'7", because he always wears this big old chain. I was like, that chain, the chain, was, I was like, the chain was so big, so long, I was like, you just put it in your pocket. You know, that's just, he's really like, it's around your neck, but it's still it's in, still in your, your pocket. pocket. <laughs> and Zach Thomas was 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, right? And then Leroy Glover is six foot defensive tackle and they thought he wasn't big enough all of them were great players is that is that funny that like zach thomas may have been the thickest player i've ever been around like he may have been the most rock solid and the huge head huge head yeah he doesn't have there was he had he was he was yoked up for a little dude but the thing is about him that where where people didn't understand why he was so good um, yeah, Marco R- Rivera for the Penn State offensive line went 208, ended up making two or three Pro Bowls. Amon Green would know him well. Um, whereas with Zach Thomas, there was nothing for you to hit. And yeah. and, and, and I don't know what he, they, they, you know, they might have said he didn't run a good 40, but the thing about him is his play speed and his game speed was way faster than any 40. When you turned on the tape, when I'm, I remember, I mean, I always, I've said it here and I put it in my book. I studied Zach Thomas in the offseason. I studied his game. So if the Dolphins ever played a team within two or three weeks, that would be on our scouting tape. So say, like, they played Kansas City a week or two before. I'm watching exclusively how he played and what he did and how he read plays because I wanted to emulate him, or it was obviously Ray Lewis because well, of – Well, Leverage, Leverage, he was the – he and Ray were the two that linebacker, when they talked – and Sam to some degree, but they yeah. talked about leverage. Well, they already had – they have natural leverage, they're yeah. short. But the way he played and the way he diagnosed plays and the way that he played in, in – you could say it was guessing, but it was all based on film study and knowing where your play leverage is, meaning where your, where your help is, safety down or not, and playing faster – allowed him to be dominant when people talk about talk people talk about and, and not to take anything away from ray lewis junior say all that you listen <laughs> i was good i was happy to be a pro bowl alternate that's like making it yeah them two are making it but if you watch but if you there's two guys that get overlooked during this ray lewis time zach thomas when you look at his stats if you just took the pictures away and just put one stat here one stat there you be like looking at Zach, right? Another guy, London Fletcher. Now, granted, he got started in his career later because he was a he was a backup player, a part time player, and then he finally got his opportunity. But when he was rolling, if you took his stats when he was rolling against anybody, and why did he not get drafted? One, he went to college to play basketball, and the funny thing is, he was a basketball player. Can't play basketball lick, but he was short, yeah. five nine. Yeah. But again, when you can play football. And you're five nine, okay? It's actually an optimal height because them linemen can't get to you. I'm it, telling you, it was you. amazing to watch uh, 
there was I actually had to go to one of their practice, and it was him and and a one on one. Dan Brandenburg. <laughs> him, him, and and uh, Izzo. Larry Izzo. Yeah, Larry Izzo. Yeah. Uh, I was really hoping you were going to say Tom. No, no, that would have been a mismatch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That would have been a mismatch. I'm not sure which way. Uh, but, <laughs> but Tom Izzo and uh, or Larry Izzo and 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 Zach Thomas going one on one was maybe the most amazingly violent thing I've ever seen. Because that's how practice was going to end, right? Yeah. And whoever whoever won, the other team had to do sprints. The other group had to do sprints, and the other group got got done. And to watch Zach Thomas, first of all, Izzo didn't go easy. <laughs> like they were familiar with each other. <laughs> right. And I thought, wow, this is this is football. This is football. So yeah, wow. I, Jay, let me you talk about linebackers that don't get credit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you down a path, and you'll you'll catch on to this probably pretty quickly. But here's a linebacker who played in the '60s and '70s. Okay, I'm gonna give you a window. '60s and '70s. Uh, in eleven in ten years, he made nine Pro Bowls. Nine Pro Bowls out of ten years. Yeah. But we don't talk about him much when you talk about great linebackers. And again, in an era of Butkus. Curtis, <laughs> etc. Here's a linebacker who made nine of ten Pro Bowls. Right. Now, not only uh, he had 19 interceptions over that nine years at linebacker, and he had ready for this 42 sacks over those nine years in the 60s and 70s. In the 60s and 70s. Yeah. He wore number uh, – I tell you what, he wore number 55. I'll give another voucher to anybody who can tag me on the text line who that linebacker was. He wore number 55. That's all you get. That's that's the only claim. Jay, do you know who it is? What team did he play for? Uh, I can't tell you the team. I 60s the and 70s? 60s and 70s wore number 55. Nine Pro Bowls. Nine Pro Bowls. First person to text it in. There, Austin will hold on to that. 60s and 70s wore 55. Wore number 55. Yeah. When you talk about linebacker, great linebackers, a nine-time Pro Bowler, especially back in the day, like, you know, where linebacker they weren't given linebacker slots away. Right, yeah. Uh, it was not Jack Ham. No, was, I'm He thinking, wore number 55. By the way, y'all, I'm smiling. If that gives you another hint, I'm smiling. Turn on the stream, see the smile, see if it gives it away. It was yeah, not I'm- It was not Nick Bonacon. No. 60s and Bonacani, 70s. Bonacani won 85. He wore 85. This was number 55. Yahtzee. There you are. 206. There you go. Yahtzee. You see it, Jay? No. On the text line, second one, it was not Willie Lanier. It was not. It was Chris Hamburger. Chris I don't even Ham- know what the hell that is. He played for the Redskins. He was the Redskins. He was the Redskins defensive captain. For, <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> I wasn't thinking. Played of him. in North Carolina. Played 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 college ball in North Carolina. Um, and the big rivalry was that he played against Sonny Jurgensen and Duke, and Hamburger Hamburger and and yeah, that's amazing. But you want to watch some film? Go watch some. He looked like the least linebackerish dude you could ever see, but he just made plays. Like he, just, I, I, I'm not sure there's anybody. Looks like quarterback, right? 
Like, <laughs> he said, look right. No, I mean, you know, he had, he had, he had a bowl cut. Jay, he actually ran the bowl cut. Like that was part of his pers- per- persona. Right. But think about that. In his career, he had, over that nine-year stretch, 42, intercept, 42 sacks and, and 14 interceptions. He doing everything and made nine Pro Bowls in those in those 10 years. Well, big ups for him, man. Back then, I mean, I, I consider myself a pretty good football. Or yeah, historian. look at that. It look, it look and low-key, like low-key, Washington needs to go back to that uniform. They need to yeah. go back to that. Yeah. Not not the long sleeves, but yeah. Right, the full stripe yeah. and the gold pants yeah. with the actual burgundy and gold. And black shoes. Right, like go back to it, man. Go back to that. All right, you, you want to go to 97, 98, 97 or 98? Draft. 97 or 98. What do you want? Nin- we'll do 97 draft, then we're going to jump into Husker stuff. Yeah. 97 draft was actually a pretty good draft on the top end. Some really good gets late. You know, Jason Taylor went third round Hall of Famer. Rondé Barber, Hall of Famer. Darren Sharper would have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't have his transgressions. Marcus Wiley Mar- or Marcellus Wiley, Wild Style, uh, was a second round pick from Columbia. Uh, and he was a running back in college. Jake Plummer, Corey Dillon, Sam Madison, all second round picks. Tiki Barber, second round. Trevor Price, my man. Tiki and Rondé. Uh, T- Terry Glenn, who I think uh, I don't think know if he's Hall of Famer, but he was a great player. Tony Gonzalez went thirteen. Glenn uh, is 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 a step below Joey Galloway. Right? Is that fair? He's just not a Hall of Famer. Right? Yeah. Like he's Ward a step Dunn, probably one of the best dudes that ever played, yeah. you know, humans. Yep. James Ferrier. Here's one thing I'm about to say about James Ferrier, right? And in and, and here's the story how James Ferrier got drafted number 8. Right? Cuz Jamie Sharper was the better product or better Ab- better better, better prospect coming out of college. Absolutely. And sometimes and this is where teams can get turned off by and Jamie will tell you this this by the you know, I guess a perceived attitude, right? So, so you go do your pro day, and Jamie just left. You know, he's he's you know he had a great three years there at Virginia, right? Unstoppable. Yep. Well, James Ferrier um, wanted to stayed out, stayed after, and worked with some coaches, and stayed like forty five minutes and worked. Mm-hmm. Well, one of those coaches was New York Jets coach, mm-hmm. and they and they really thought like, okay, this is a guy that we can you know draft that high. Oddly enough. James Ferrier was thought to be a bust up into his last year with the Jets. They finally put him in there, and he played, had a really good year. Signed with Pittsburgh, rest is history. So there, I mean, just sometimes when you just need your shot, you can get it, or you make your own shot by going and doing some extra work. And actually, it's just – You're just not done. Just perception. Like, you're not done. Walter Jones, who doesn't get talked enough, probably too quiet, and then he played for Seattle too long. Yeah. He's up there with uh, definitely Orlando Pace. I mean, just imagine in the six, first six picks, Orlando Pace and Walter Jones. Sean Springs went. Peter Bulwer was great. Uh, the only guy that probably didn't live up to their expectations is Bryant Westbrook, uh, who was more of a uh, – not a cover corner, run stop a corner, but he just bad knees, right? Yeah. And the one dude started – Tom Knight was a bust, right? Chris Neoli was a borderline pro bowler. He was good. Michael Booker from Nebraska, big, big, fast dude. Reynard Wilson, I think he's a good college player that went to Cincinnati and they had tried to make him play a position that he wasn't used to playing. Man. The dumbest thing ever. Drafting 14, hey, we, we, we've we watched you for three years at defensive end. Let's try to make you a middle linebacker or outside linebacker. Yeah, that's what flat. we know. That's what we know. That's what we see. 
Kennard Lang, who I talked about. I, I love him. Kennard Lang. But he was on that Miami defense that I talked oh. about. Kenny Holmes, right? They went back-to-back. Oh. Uh, so that lets you know how Kennard the Kennard Lang is. had the worst corn rolls ever. They were th- too thick. <laughs> too thick. Ever. Too thick. <laughs> you got to think. Remember, do you remember Chad Scott? Yeah. From Maryland? Yes. Oh, man. Big John Harris. He just could never. He was, he was, kind, of a, he was kind of a reach from Virginia. Yeah. Uh, big, yeah. tall defensive end. Yeah. Looked good in pads. Just never. And then, look, Jim Drunkenmiller. I remember Jason and Jason and Grant thinking. I remember them, we were about to play there because we were already mad. We we didn't make the, we tricked it off against Texas, right? And it, I remember Jason Grant was like, "Oh, this dude's a sitting duck," because he couldn't move. He was yeah. big. He was big. But they was like, "Oh, we about to feed," and they did. Was he left handed? No, he right handed. Big right-handed. old dude. Then you know Carolina Panthers. That's when the downfall we talked <sighs> offline. When you start drafting guys that have some character issues, and Ray Carruth was. I would say this. He was a guy that was a track guy that was decent at football, so they got enamored with how fast he was. He wasn't a good route runner. You know what I'm saying? He was, he and was, he was slight in his build. He was Ray is one of the most under, misunderstood humans to ever play pro sports, and we called him Bambi because we thought the big that all of we thought that Charlotte was too big for him, and it was. It was. He just got caught up with with them brothers from East Charlotte. Well, and you he know, was, well, didn't he know where he met him at at the club? He he met him at the men's club, and that's where he uh, and and. Well, I don't know. Actually, he met. Club. Actually, he, he met. met well, he met yeah, him at a parking lot. Shop. He met. Yeah. No, he met him at a parking lot because he was the guy that that washed all the players' cars. This was what the dude was, and then through that, then they met, and then he met. His lady, Sharika Adams. I was such a – unfortunately, I was a part of that whole story. Um, that's a whole other story for another day. Um, but the only – you know, the only – the two television appearances he did before that was on my show. Uh, when he got released, I got the phone calls. And I'm like, mm-mm, we not doing that. Um, we'll give away some, some spots uh, for the Salt Dogs Saturday night. Answer this question, that 97 draft – there's a Pro Bowl running back who was undrafted. A Pro Bowl running back drafted in the 97 draft. Un- not drafted in the 97 draft. Who was he? First one to get that to the text line. We'll get you four t- four passes, four tickets for the Salt Dogs Saturday night. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to pick a couple guys that need to step up on the Huskers roster. We're going to move to this Huskers. It's, 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 it's do or die time for these young men. So we're gonna, when we come back, we're going to do it. Jay Foreman, DP, we'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.